welcome to the Domestic Fuel Cast, a podcast devoted to news and information about alternative fuels and energy. Produced and hosted by Zimcom New Media. From the garbage to your gas tank, in a green fashion, I'm your host, John Davis. Like a scene from Back to the Future 2, a California-based company has figured out how to turn garbage into fuel. Arnie Klan, president and CEO of Blue Fire Ethanol Fuels, says... His company is using a concentrated acid hydrolysis technology process to turn cellulosic waste materials, a.k.a. green garbage, to ethanol. He says it's a process they've been working on since 1992. And we were looking at that time for something that could be much broader range, could handle multiple uh, different types of feedstocks, and we recognized that concentrated acid was frankly the only way uh, to be able to handle non-homogeneous feedstocks. Uh, And again, we got into this business initially uh, as an adjunct to our power plant business. We were developer, owner, and operators of um, co-generation power plants, and we were going to build these cellulosic to ethanol plants as our thermal hosts for the co-gens that would make us more competitive and more efficient in generating electricity. Uh, So when we were looking at this, we said, okay, what are the available feedstocks that we would be uh, possibly processing uh, given the locations where we're going to be putting these power plants. And it became very apparent we needed something that had that flexibility. And um, when we looked at all the technologies that were available at that time, it really appeared that really concentrated acid was the only way to go. The problem was no one had figured out a way of doing the acid-sugar separation once you had decrystallized the sugar molecules away from the lignin substrate. And it just so happened we knew how to do an acid-sugar separation using chromatographic separation technology. Um, And so we went into the laboratory, demonstrated that, in fact, this would work, and that allowed us to generate the patents uh, or the basis of the patents uh, that now protect the technology. And we do have 10 patents worldwide uh, that protects this technology. Klan explains how this process differs from more conventional grain-based ethanol refining. Grain-based ethanol and then sugar-based ethanol, like what they have down in Brazil, uh, it's pretty conventional. They they um, uh, process the corn to extract the starch component of the corn or the grains, and it's that starch component that actually gets converted into ethanol through an enzymatic process. Uh, they uh, they basically uh, take the starch and convert it into a intermediate sugar that then gets fermented into the alcohols. Uh, obviously, with sugarcane-based uh, ethanol, they already have the sugar that comes out of the plant that's grown, and then they ferment that into alcohol using the conventional yeast. Our technology is we, we have to get to the sugar molecules first, so we have to decrystallize the sugar away from the what's called the, the substrate or the, or the lignin, and then we use very conventional yeast, uh, very similar to the same yeast that they use for down in Brazil for making the ethanol, and we ferment those sugars into the ethanol. He says, obviously, this opens the door to more cellulosic feedstocks, including garbage. And that's exactly our business focus. Uh, Right now, our technology allows us to take what society values the least, which is trash, and and we bury that in the ground every day. Well, as that material degrades in the ground, it produces a tremendous amount of methane gas over time. And methane gas is 20-plus times more potent as greenhouse gas than, say, CO2 is. Well... In many, many states, and, and definitely a lot of cities, they already have this material that's source segregated, you know, either curbside at the residential area or commercially, um, you know, the, the wood waste, and that comes in separate bins. And so instead of having that material buried, what we do is we, we take that material and we process it into the ethanol. And we have a very high 
we typically get about 70 gallons of ethanol per ton of waste. And you can compare that by way of reference to corn, where you get about 90, 95 gallons per ton. So we get less, you know, uh, ethanol per ton uh, produced, but we're using a waste material. We're not using a food product. Plan says while they have just two ethanol plants now, a 3.9 million gallon a year facility in Lancaster, California, and a nearly 20 million gallon a year biorefinery in Fulton, Mississippi, they have big plans for the future. We, we have a very aggressive plan. We want to build 20 plants in roughly eight years. Uh, and the plants that we're going to be focusing on are going to be in that uh, 19 million gallon a year and on up to 55 million gallon a year. Uh, the smaller projects like building in Lancaster, we're building that um, to, uh, really as a kind of for the export market, um, and we're, we're going to be modularizing that plant. We're, we're designing it so it can be built in a factory and, you know, kind of mass-produced and then use it as an export plant. But here in the United States, we're, we're looking at building 20 plants over, you know, like I say, roughly the next eight years. Um, and we see it as actually, I wouldn't say an unlimited potential, but there's a huge amount of feedstock out there. Where we could, uh, if, if we had the resources, and what I mean by that is, is not only the financing, but the uh, ability, you know, to produce the equipment and build these facilities efficiently and all that, you know, we think we can build roughly four facilities per year. Uh, if we could build more, you know, we could actually, um, you know, get into that two to probably five billion gallon a year production range with, uh, with the company, you know, over, say, the next uh, uh, five to eight years. And that's really our goal. He adds they're also looking at licensing their technology to other cellulosic ethanol producers and, in fact, are in talks for facilities in Korea and Sri Lanka because no matter where you go, there seems to be plenty of garbage to burn. Clan and Blue Fire Ethanol Fuels just want to offer a green way to do it. I'm John Davis reporting. You've been listening to the Domestic Fuel Cast, the official podcast of DomesticFuel.com. Check out the website daily for the latest good news about the alternative energy industry.